Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Elk Kennedy. I am dude number three. Welcome in to Three Dudes with a View. Uh, <clears throat> it looks <clears throat> it looks like the rain is breaking up outside, uh, and spring is, at least for the moment, seems to be arriving early. Clayton Harris, dude number two, how you doing? Doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York, good morning. Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody out there. Good morning. We're going to get a pretty good day today. I think you're right. Uh, forecast of rain and storms was a, a little overrated. Regular special guest to native son of Columbia, favorite son of Columbia, 1977 graduate, Columbia Central High School, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right. We got another regular special guest, dude, uh, Jerry Breidenbaugh, who is the uh, a member of the Murray County Commission and chair of the Murray County Republican Party. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's good to be back after a little hiatus, and it looks like it's going to be a good day to close out early voting today. Yeah. Yes, it is. All right. If you haven't voted uh, early yet and you want to vote early, get out to the uh, Murray County uh, – what, what's up, Clay? Well, i, I got to bring up something about the voting. I, I'm just curious about – Mr. York, I know you're on the uh, election – uh, commission, I guess, is what you would call it. Mm-hmm. We went to a paper ballot uh, during the primary. Uh, I went in and voted last week. And um, what I'm confused about is, though, at the end of the day, it's still going into a machine. Yep. So we got rid of a machine to fill out a paper ballot that goes into a machine. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Just making sure. Just, just. Yeah. The just only make... difference, Clayton, is that the whole ballot was on the old machines, and you only get a paper ballot in your hand, but you still got to put it in a machine to get it tabulated. Right. Because when I was exiting the building, they literally took it and I. It, they told me to stick it into the machine, and I did, and it took it. So. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah, actual but, counting of the oh, ballots. It just it gets counted by a machine. Yeah, it's counted well, electronically. What was that, Ron? Ron, you're breaking up. What, what's it? How, did, how did it feel to vote for Biden? <laughs> yeah. Great. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Clayton, here's the deal. Uh, you know, the machine helps tabulate... Modern technology helps tabulate the vote. And, uh, you know, I heard people, I, this is what I'm hearing, people want to see a ballot. Now, you know, nobody's ever walked up to me and said anything about people want to see a ballot. Uh, but that's the only difference. Now, the ADA compliance is still available for touchscreen. Touchscreen is still there for people who have dexterity problems and can't, you know, mark the ballot. Well, it, I know the touchscreen would make it easier when you're trying to fill in 14 bubbles for 14 delegates. Uh, yep. That, that can kind of get t- – I felt like I was taking the achievement test again. Well, that's what you have to do. You have to go You have to go take the ACT again just to practice. Is the what you have to do. The are great. <laughs> I, 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 the machine will tell me, I guess. 
So, Just think when we start getting ballots that's got judges and all that, uh, all, you know, county members and representatives, how long that ballot's going to be. Well, I thought it was how you, uh, Mr. York, how do you audit this? For example, Clayton's ballot is signed. How could you ever go back in and say, hey, my vote for Mr. Smith was counted by Clayton? The machine has, you know, there's a, a a check that the machine does to verify that everybody that, and and that's why they tear off the stub. Everybody that voted, actually voted. So you can take your stub and go back to the election office or whatever and say, okay, here's my stub. No, what, you won't have the stub. Yeah, they you took won't the, have stub. the stub. Yeah, they kept the okay, stub. Then the, how machine, do you know? the machine operator keeps the stub. You know, he's just keeping account of how many people voted. That also helps balance the number of people voted on the machine to make sure that there's no slip up. Okay, then I'm confused. How do you reconcile that your vote was counted for the right person? Uh, the 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 um, the election commission would have to do an audit for that. You wouldn't you, say that you can't. You can't go back and reconcile anything. You could request an audit, or if somebody requests an audit, then that would be re- uh, uh, something that yeah. could be done. So essentially, it's a black box. You, you go in, you don't know what comes out. You just got to trust the system entirely. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what elections about: trusting the system. Gee whiz. No, it isn't. I mean, there's no saying. I mean, it's not who. It's not it's who counts the votes who wins, it's not who votes. There's no saying, I think, by Russian. Uh, well, made Putin, well, right? well, Putin and Russia, Ron. Yeah. The, the whole idea of cheating on elections was a false pretense in the first place. Well, then show show us where we voted. Show show it. Be more open. Why not? Why not be open with it? Have it displayed in the Open Records Act downtown. You know, if you want to go find out if your vote counted for the right person, you build a spot check it. It's like because, a, it's like somebody being audited folder of a bank and say, okay, I don't want to check this check that went through for this amount. Oh, no, we can't. Once you write a check, you can't check it anymore. It's all over. It's all in our hands. We'll tell you what happened. And that, that's where the, the doubt comes. That's where well, people wonder. Well, people people who are deceiving and crooked tend to have more doubt than anybody else, you know. Uh, that's what I see. <laughs> I don't, I don't so. Well, and let me yeah, and yeah. and Jim, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'm trying to remember everything that Chris talked about. But Chris McKinley, the um, administrator of elections, was at our um, Murray County Republican Party meeting last week, and he gave a about a 15 or 20 minute presentation on the new voting. Uh, and there were a lot of questions about that. How do you make sure it's secure and all that? And one of the things that he mentioned, because you know the last presidential election, there was concern about ballot uh, box stuffing and harvesting votes and all that kind of thing. It's my understanding that, for instance, Clayton, when he put his paper in to the the box that that box also checks to make sure that Clayton Harris is a voting member of that precinct and the the names that are on that ballot are the names for that precinct so you can't take a a name or a ballot from the um and I don't remember where all the voting places are but let's say you can't take a, a ballot from um 
Kalioka's the, the fire hall. minders, yeah. the minders community center, and carry it over to the Kalioka fire hall and put it in the box at Kalioka fire hall because it'll reject it. It'll say this well, doesn't belong Well, they're not going to let you here. do that anyway. Well, they're Jerry. not. I mean, no, but I that's mean, in early voting. What we have is ballot on demand. Right. You go and you register, and your precinct presents you a ballot mm-hmm. with all the qualified candidates in that particular uh, precinct. Right. And then you vote and give it to uh, the scanner to count. Right. And that's and that was one of the examples of the security measures that are in place that Chris was giving us. And, and basically, I felt good after that after that discussion. Um, I felt like at least Murray County, and, and you can only control what goes on in your home. Right. And that's and, well, and well, Murray, the whole pretense Murray, of false voting and illegal voting and all that. That those areas that had that people were caught doing that. Maybe one or two people out of all the votes. So all this stuff about I got to have a paper ballot, you still don't count the paper ballot yourself. Now, if we have to have a recount, you would actually go and take those ballots and count them physically. But that goes back to the old days when I first started voting, and I'm going to age myself here. I mean, we still had you walked in and the curtain closed, and you had the little lever, and you clicked the lever down, and oh, that yeah. was your candidate. Oh yeah, Jerry, and, I did that. And then when you and, and I remember as a kid, I used to play on a sample ballot at the election house, but that goes way back. But still, when you pulled the bar back, all the levers reset, mm-hmm. and allegedly on a rotating mechanical clicker, the votes were were counted. Yeah, and then it was all, it was we all as, mechanical, as yeah. candidate workers were there when they closed down and watched them open the curtain at the back of the machine, and we would write down all of the vote totals as the poll worker did, so that if there was any question about you know, but we still didn't know who voted for who. That's a that is a private ballot matter that that our vote, who we voted for, should not be part of the public record. Well, let me say right. a couple it, of things. Yes, First of all, if you register, most states that are Republican or Democrat or independent, it's known how you registered to vote. I mean, that that's public. But how you right? vote for right, but it doesn't private. Take, but not who you voted for. Well, I, I, I mean, I get that, and that gives you gives you cover. A, 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 a nefarious group of people wanting the, the Atlanta, Philadelphia, the, where, where there's doubt, right? Right. Uh, let us see it. You know, let us see it. We're all the, you know, I remember the hanging chads in 2000, guys, you know, looking at every ballot and, and looking at it. And the question is, where, what's the derivation of that ballot? Who put it in? Is it genuine? Can it but be traced Ron, back? All you, you do is a spot check. If you ask for an audit, you would have election workers to recount. You still personally wouldn't see your ballot. I don't doubt they recount, Mr. York. I'm questioning where did the ballot come from? Is it Clayton's ballot or is it stuffed in there by NGO? Is oh, it man. is it printed? That, at, you're creating problems that don't exist. You're creating stuff that yeah, don't even exist. exist. And that's the whole it problem with exist. people going to different elections. Uh, you know, Williamson County is still doing electronic voting on electronic machines. They didn't fall for the okie doke. Well, the okie doke. Well, what? Again, a paper ballot ultimately ends up in a machine that counts it. So, right. yeah, I, I just I don't I don't know what we're doing. Well, I, I mean, I what, take it, what do you want? Somebody sit there and count the votes after all the elections? Oh, I'm not necessarily Anybody saying else? I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying I mean we're kind of defeating the whole purpose of the paper ballot, are we not? Well, it, well it, except uh, Miss York, I assume those paper ballots are retained. Uh, so yeah, they're retained. To, yeah. So, are there watermarks on them, Mister York? Are they watermarks? Yeah, there's watermarks on them. There's watermarks on them. They're retained for a period of time, uh, for potential audits and stuff of that nature. 
and every city's different. So Philadelphia, uh, 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 Atlanta, and cities like they, they can do their own thing pretty much. There's a wide range of possibilities in an election, right? For about state by state, city by city. Yeah, yeah. People, you know, the local area determines what you know. The state determines what's what's qualifiable, and then the local counties or parishes or whatever determines what type of a mechanism they're going to use for voting. Right. So yeah. our, our concern is not about, our concern is not about Columbia. It's it's about the nation, right? And the corrupt cities that are the problematic. So that, that's that's well, the real issue. The, this is, this is what Ron, I'm that's, saying. Ron. I was about to say. We're I mean, talking there's... about suppositions. What if? What if this? What if a whole lot of things happen? People put that out there. People bought into the lie that they was cheating on voting. There was no evidential cheating of voting. Hang on a minute, folks. Hang on. And, Mr. York, I have to agree with you that in the last 50 years, there's been never been even the slightest suggestion that the voting was not up and up in Murray County. Uh, we're uh, really blessed with that. That's and, right. And, yeah. uh, and, and it makes you feel good. And, and I appreciate your work on the Election Commission, uh, Mr. York, to make that happen. However, uh, I do not share your confidence in the ballot integrity of the ballot in other parts of the country, particularly in, in presidential elections in swing states uh, and, and in places like Atlanta, Philadelphia, uh, Detroit, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Maricopa County, uh, Arizona. Uh, the country does not have any faith that those are true and accurate counts of the ballot. You know what I say about and, that, Dale? It's seven, not our business. And it's seven, not our business. What do you mean it's not our business? In a presidential election? Their election is their business. Oh, so, yeah, right. So I've... I've <laughs> that's absurd. That's absurd. How, how other states run their election is their business. Unless you live in that state or you vote in that state, you don't have a say-so. So, I, so, yeah, so Philadelphia put... You don't want people dictating how we vote in Tennessee, so don't try to dictate how people vote in Philadelphia or Georgia or wherever. So Philadelphia cranks in a half a million fake ballots and elects a president? That don't that's, concern to that's me? That's a lie, Del. That's, that's a, a genuine lie. Well, no, it's not. That's 70... During Jim Crow, that state did what he wants to do. Is that what y'all said during Jim Crow? They counted 200,000 more votes than people who actually that. voted. 70%, nearly 70% of South Carolina voters on uh, this last week on Saturday, exit polls showed they believed that the 2020 election was rigged. Perception Anybody can believe anything they want to, Clay. That's your You're not selling salt, Mr. York. I don't have to say. It's already been proven. It, it, it is my business, and they cheated. Well, you can, that's, your, that's your opinion. Opinions are like what? Everybody's got one. A lot I'm doing. A lot of For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales.
Deciding what your next home will look like, cost in construction or timing can be intimidating. At The Way Realty, our licensed general contractors help take the fear out of home building by walking you through the step-by-step process of estimating the cost and designing the look that you desire. You can even stay in your house until your new house is finished. Do you have a family farm or a piece of land you would like to build on? Our prices start at $195 a square foot and include brick and nice finishes. Come by our office and see what we can do for you at 800 Hatcher Lane in Columbia or call us at 931-580-4669. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. with a view my name is del kennedy i am dude number three it's a i think i think the rain is breaking up and the sun's coming out i'm i'm gonna that's my forecast and i'm sticking to it i'm dude number three del kennedy two number two clayton harris good morning good morning del it's 64 degrees but it just said temps it said temperatures to plummet that's not good don't get freezing that's what it says on the computer is that the forecast for real yeah yeah Okay. Don't dip down around freezing. Well, that that yeah, that's tonight and, tonight, and yeah. tomorrow. But uh, then it goes back up. See. Then it goes back up. That's I guess I, that you know we're getting into typical March type weather, uh, and it's almost March. Dude number one, Mister Jim York. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Dell. Good morning. I got something to share with Clayton when you get through introducing everybody. Will do. Uh, special friend of the station, regular special guest dude, Jerry Breidenbaugh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party and member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, everybody. And Ron Hart is with us uh, and also a regular special Good guest morning. dude. Good morning, Ron. Good to see you. <laughs> All right, Miss York, what is it you want to you want to pick on Clayton about? No, I'm not going to pick on. I'm just going to share with him. That was a good question, Clayton. You asked what difference was the two systems that we had in voting because it still has to go through a machine, you right. know. And I think, and my my view is that the the election commission made that decision before I got on, but I think it was simply an overreaction to stuff happening in other states. The Republican Party pushed the paper ballot, and we got paper ballots because Republicans are in the majority on the election commission. So it's still, they bought into the BS. There was no place in Tennessee that had 
irregular voting, cheating, or nothing else that I'm aware of. So I don't know why we we pick up the paper ballot is the actual solution when a machine still has to count the vote, just like the touchscreen. I mean, yeah. Well, in, in, in my mind, though, the major yeah. difference, Mr. York, is that you with the paper ballot, those are actually that's a physical ballot that that the voter has marked their vote on, and so you retain those. So if there is any question about what the machine did or didn't do right, that you can go back to the actual paper ballots to determine if the machine got it right. And here's here. Am, am, I, am I right, Mr. York? Yeah, but there's still a way to go back on electronic machines. There's a tape on, on electronic machines. To, to, me, to me, it would be easier if you voted on a machine and then the machine gave you a receipt that showed you who you voted for, and it also gave the people at the Election Commission a receipt that they put into a stack of files that they could keep on record. I mean, to me, that would be easiest. You know, you like an instant receipt. Right. If you had a receipt, you could go back down and check your vote, and if enough people spot-checked their vote, that's not the problem, though, Clayton. I think it's not so much your vote. It's the fake votes being put in. For example, if you're, again, Atlanta, Detroit, go, you know, the, the swing state, big cities where yeah. you can have a big impact. States, the nationwide elections for president are won in five, six swing states. And, and cities. One pure Democrat city that runs their own elections, that, that five or 10, 11,000 votes won Georgia differential, uh, 40,000, I think, in uh, Ohio, and you know, 15,000. So you're not talking about a lot of votes to swing an election on a national level. So that's, that's the game plan. But only, need, the crooks have- think, only the crooks think about cheating, Ron. Only the people who are trying to be crooked that's will not elect true. That's Think that's about not true. Not, not, not. They bought not into the big uh, BS lie. And, and everybody, oh, this, this, a lot of people this, overreacted this. to it. Well, Mr. York, we're refraining from, you know, I mean. Well, and, and I'll, I'll make a comment, and then I've got a question for, for yeah. Mr. York I just thought of. Um, you know, it, everybody should think about cheating, but those of us that think about it to prevent it are different than those of us that think about it to commit it. Uh, understanding that, right. as, as Delk said, Murray County is solid. I mean, I have no doubt about that. But Baby, going, going back to um, – the the voting and and I I would I would Clayton I would tell you this that I really didn't like the machine voting, uh, moving from screen to screen and touching the buttons and then going going back and review and all that kind of thing. I, that's just not I'm not comfortable with that. I'm an old paper and pencil guy, so um, I, I like the paper ballot in that regard. But Jim, I have a question for you: Is there a process in place so that as I'm filling out my paper ballot, if I make an inadvertent mark on it if i color in the the wrong oval for whatever reason is there a way to destroy that ballot and get a new one so the vote that i cast is actually the vote that i intended to cast i mean is there is there a way to do that is there a replacement process yeah you have to go go back to the monitor that's dealing with you and tell them you need another ballot and they'll do you another ballot so you can do it over and they destroy the one that you messed up on okay because i never colored inside the lines very well so (laughs) well you got to go back to first grade jerry (laughs) and with my number two pencil by the way But yeah, and those well, ovals are very small too. You know, right. and I, that that was my concern. If particularly for senior citizens or people who have poor eyesight, it's going to be difficult for some folks. So you know, I just suggest people take take an assistant with you. Well, and they did have seating, which I thought was good, especially for older people that need to 
Because it, it does take longer. So, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought there was a lot of good options when we went in the other day. Yeah. I mean, the uh, speaking of voting, though, uh, we've got the chair of the uh, Republican Party of Murray County here. And I, I'm, we, we, I'm looking at the candidates for school board who will be on the ballot. Right. Uh, who are presently on the ballot in the Republican primary here in Middle Tennessee. Early voting closes today on this. Now, we're in the second part of the cycle of a new school board post the time when candidates run for school board in Murray County identified as Republican or Democrat or right. can, can run on that basis. We had, And so the way that works is our school board is staggered every two years the uh, – candidates this year the candidates from the even number districts are up for re-election or the seats open or whatever those the candidates the the school board seats in the even number districts in murray county are on the ballot this year two years ago the candidates in the odd numbered districts in murray county were on the ballot so two years ago was the first election we had where the uh candidate could identify if nominated by their party as a republican or a democrat and i would submit that the that that process two years ago gave us a a more conservative flavor to the candidates who were elected to the school board now this year though and jerry this is where i mean clayton i've been talking about this so we're going to put you on the hot seat here (laughs) uh as chair of the republican party in murray county i'm looking here and in in district Two, which I believe is a downtown district, is a corner. yeah. As a matter of fact, Commissioner Prevetti that was just here, that's his district. Okay, yeah. district in District Two and District Ten, no Republican candidate qualified to be in the primary. Uh, so that means nobody will be running this August as a Republican on the candidate on the with an R beside of their name. Correct. Correct. Now they may be a Republican, but they would not have. They would not be identified as a Republican Correct. on the ballot in yeah. August. Uh, what happened? Why didn't Why didn't the Republican Party have nominees in District Two and District Ten? District Ten is Mount Pleasant. Right. Now, that's going to make a big difference, I think, in what happens with our school system in the next couple of years. But uh, uh, what What happened, Jerry? Did y'all look for candidates and just couldn't find them? We, well, we looked for candidates. Um, we identified. Well, we we spoke to several individuals. Um, talk about District 10 first. Okay. Um, and, and I'm not going to name... That's Mount Pleasant. That's yeah. Mount Pleasant. I'm, I, and I can't bring out their names until after the primary is over and we actually have the independent candidates on the ballot. And I'll, I'll tell you why in just a minute. Um, but we had an individual uh, who qualified as a Republican, and there are still individuals that are not comfortable with partisan races for school board commissioner uh spoke to an individual just last week and i mean he was just adamant that there should be no partisan races below the state level the state house okay. and that kind yeah of thing. i understand and people, i understand all that people, people um, feel that way Some but in district do, yeah. 10 this gentleman uh and and we spoke to him and he uh had intended as a matter of fact uh, if i understand it correctly he actually pulled signature papers for both republican and independent and in the end for whatever reason his own conscience said i'm going to run as an independent uh district two was a little different we did have an individual he was he, he's conservative in his thinking uh he is is a member of of a member 
of the Murray County Republican Party. However, the qualifications of the party, you have to vote in a set number of primaries, I think it's the last three out of four, in order to qualify to run as a Republican candidate. And as a recent transplant to Murray County, he had only voted, I think, in two out of four. So the one primary kept us from endorsing him to be on the Republican ballot. Now, we can both of these individuals, and I'm not going to say we will at this point, but we do have the opportunity that once the primary is over, if there is no Republican candidate running with an R beside of their name, we can endorse an independent candidate. We can put out a statement that says this gentleman, for whatever reason, did not voting or whatever, did not qualify to be on the ballot, but he is a Republican in his thinking. He is a solid conservative, and we endorse him for the school board. So we can still have a say-so in that. It's just in that particular instance, that technicality kept that individual in District 2 off of the ballot. Again, in District 10, this gentleman decided he was more comfortable running as an independent. But yeah, we did we did talk to everybody. You'll notice that we have three other names um, in 4, 6, and 8. Uh, Daryl Martin and Sue Stevenson are both previous commissioners, and Sue also served uh, on the Columbia City Council, so she's... I, I was making a joke the other day. She's going for the trifecta. Yeah, um, there you go. But, uh, but they are they're good candidates. They're Republicans. Republican candidates, they are well experienced and qualified. The other gentleman, uh, Brandon Babcock, um, is also uh, new to the area. He's been here a couple years, wants to get involved. He did qualify, um, and so he is on, I believe it's in District 8. Yes, that's correct. I'm looking at the ballot. And and so so we we have at least four out of the five that we will endorse candidates for. Jerry, I love your democracy. A small number of people are able to pick candidates for the area. That's wonderful democracy. Well, let me point out, Jim, if you look, I I encourage everybody to do, I wasn't going to bring this up, but since he opened the door, I would encourage everybody to go out and look at the sample ballot on the Murray County Election Commission website. There are three pages for the Republican ballot, delegates, candidates, and everything else. There is one page for the Democrat ballot, and there's one name on it. Exactly, because nobody yeah. there was no nobody would run, nobody would run in the primary as a Democrat. Yeah. And on the state level, there was only one name that's qualified. Yeah. And I would ask, why won't people put a D beside of their name and run in this county? Yeah, and and what Jerry's talking about reflects the fact that that the the Republican Party is the by far the uh, two thirds at least 60 60 70 percent of this county is republican and so that's where the most activity is going to be uh that's just that's the lay of the land these days and uh uh democrats are not doing anything on the state level to cause people to think otherwise uh, justin jones is galvanizing republican vote uh every day all right let's uh take a break come back This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's February and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hey, this is Jonathan Castile, a.k.a. John Boy, with John Boy's Handyman Service. One call and we'll handle it all. Truly means we'll handle it all. From pressure washing your house to doing remodeling, we're licensed, insured, and bonded. So rest assured, John Boy will handle it all. You can contact me at 931-242-7620 or my email, castilejonathan10 at gmail.com. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Come senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be the one who has stalled. There's a battle outside and it's raging. It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls for the time. Changing. All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Delp Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Delp. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Got a question for Jerry. Okay. Jerry Bridenbout, chair of the Murray County Republican Party and member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Let me have it, Jim. All right, well, wave it. Let's see if Ron's still with us. Introduce Ron. Is, is Ron, Ron, he's still here? Ron, you got me quoting uh, Kanye West lyrics in the studio this morning to explain your uh, your headline. So. <laughs> good. All right. That's a good song, though. It's a good song about marriage and divorce. I, I like it. Oh, all right. Mr. York, shoot. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, you know, our representative up there in, in, in Nashville is worried about syringes going in tomatoes and lettuce and stuff like that. But I got a question about him and Hensley and Capley supporting that HBO 565 that restricts counties from governing. Where do you fall on that in terms of letting the county commission govern in their particular area? And this is putting a cap on their ability to raise taxes and govern in their area. You're talking about the you're, bill that would limit county property tax increases right. to 2% a year. Is, is that what you're talking about, Mr. York? Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, well, first off, to, to correct, did, did, uh, Representative Sapicki did not use the word syringes <laughs> in tomatoes. He was oh, talking okay. about vaccines being inserted into vegetables. Oh, okay. And that's a whole different, I mean, that's a whole different conversation. Um, as far as the property tax cap is concerned, uh, and again, I, I will speak for myself and I will make a statement of fact, uh, not speaking for the entire 
commission. Um, but that has been discussed. And um, I, I, I don't believe and I think uh, that there are several of my colleagues in and out of government that also believe that's a, that's a bad idea. Um, it will it will pretty much and and Commissioner Prevetti that was here has made this comment publicly, so I can repeat it. It will pretty much force counties, especially counties uh, who are not as financially fortunate as Murray County, um, to raise their property taxes every year. Uh, they won't have a choice. Two percent a year. It's two percent a year. Limit six percent over a three-year period so you can never raise it more than two percent and it just it it restricts the ability of county governments to operate um we i'll take you back to i believe it was 2009 uh doug luconan our finance director um gave us the numbers here recently and there have been three property tax increases from 2009 to last year right before the the uh, election and over the course of that 14 15 year period those three tax increases yeah they were pretty significant when they occurred but if you average them out they average out to be 1.7 percent per year so they've actually been less than the cap but murray county operates uh, and not just our commission but the commissions before us i have to say have always tried to to keep the taxes low so every year it's decided whether or not a tax increase must be made um on on the negative side to that what it does is it it generates an increase of uh, several percentage points over a five six seven year period but on the flip side you know everybody gets to enjoy a six or seven year run where the taxes are not increased this would literally i mean i do believe this would change that this would would back the counties into a corner that would force them in order to be able to pay their employees and to give raises and to provide the services that county governments are required to provide and that's the the other thing that kind of grates on everybody is we are statutorily required to provide certain services to our citizens and you have to have tax revenue to do that so now the state government is telling us well you still have to provide those services but we're going to limit your ability to collect the revenue necessary to provide those services and it just it just seems like an overreach as far as we're concerned yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. It would force you all to raise taxes on a regular basis every right. year to try to stay ahead of the curve, and that would create an overtaxing situation of the citizen. In some situations, it very well could. Yes, sir. There you go. I, Thank you. you. Know, and I, I've got congratulations to congratulations to Tennessee. It got Cato Institute does a, a survey and study every year of the most efficient, freedom-driven states, and uh, Tennessee came in sixth out of fifty. All things considered, low taxes, uh, freedoms, etc., cetera, uh, that helped them. The only, the only thing that really hurt them from being number one probably is the abortion issue in terms of freedom. But they do taxes, efficiency of government, uh, balanced budgets, uh, states, uh, debt rating, and quality of uh, uh, their finances and, and the treasury. So Tennessee finished sixth, which is commendable. And, and a lot I will, of health care debt and yeah. a lot of people that don't have health care, 300000 in Tennessee. And let me throw this out there because I know it's been a headline in the paper a couple of times and it's been public comment on the, the record at our commission meetings. Uh, the representatives and our ad hoc commission uh, committee uh, has been diligently working and it does look like we are, cross your fingers, but it does look like our adequate facilities tax uh, will get increased from $0.50 cents a square foot to a buck and a half a square foot and our commercial adequate facilities 
facilities tax will get raised from thirty cents a square foot to a dollar fifty per square foot, which should raise the estimates that I've been given should raise somewhere around five or six million dollars a year in additional revenue. That's outside of the property tax. That, so that's uh, that, that's that's the growth. That's part of the growth. Paying. That's part of the growth paying for growth slowing. Right, yeah. Right. So yeah. we'll give us give us some relief in that direction. Right. And we have had a few developers now that have stepped forward and said, you know what, we realize you need services and we're starting to get into that negotiation point uh where you know you need to come to the table with more than just a promise of jobs if we're going to give you a tax abatement or a tip or something like that and the developer's starting to come forward and go and you know okay we'll give you the acreage for the school or we'll give you an additional fee or whatever it is that's kind of a i won't call it voluntary but it is a voluntary negotiated point and those discussions are just now happening so there's activity going on that the general public sometimes don't see or is not aware of in order to try to raise revenue to meet to meet our needs because we do have in april uh, a request that's going to come before the county commission for a new elementary school and uh, hey jerry Jerry, let me ask you a question the developers that are developing large tracts of land they didn't provide a a property for a school to be in that particular area um Unless it's negotiated in, and again, I'm, I don't want to step on uh, the, the toes of the Planning Commission because that's where it all starts. Um, they don't have to provide acreage for a school. They do provide green space and those kind of things. But it's not a re- it, it, it's something you have to negotiate into or, or require them to provide as part of their um, plan, their, their approval, if you will. So, yeah, it's not a requirement by the statutes or any county codes as of right now. I know they're rewriting, in the process of rewriting the codes. But but to answer your question, Jim, right now, no, it's not a requirement. Yeah, when I took the real estate course, though, it it talked, I think I recall where there was supposed to be a section, uh, in 16 sections, there was supposed to be some allotment for school development in, in that real estate course. Now, I might be wrong because it's I, been a while since I went through it. Right. And if I misspoke, somebody please correct me. But I'm, I, I don't know of any requirement by law that requires a, a developer to set aside acreage in their development for a school. Yeah. Sometimes but what you're talking about, Jerry, is where you're consulting. When you're getting zoning, sometimes you negotiate it by the right. zoners to do it. Right. Uh, Jim, what yeah. you were talking about, and I'll just digress here and go down the side rail real quick. That sounds very similar to how townships were designed up in the up in the northern part of the country where I come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, counties mm-hmm. were divided into 16 different townships, and each township was allotted acreage for its own school. Right. So okay. that, I, that I, may I be know. where that comes from. Well, what Jerry's talking about, though, I think is a is sort of a new attitude with the Planning Commission. Uh, it used to be that uh, we needed growth so badly we didn't re- require much of growth. Uh, that's not the case anymore. So when these big developers come to the table and say, we want you to approve this plan for 500 houses or whatever, uh, we do have the leverage, uh, the Planning Commission and, and the uh, industri- IDB, Industrial Development Board, they've got the leverage to go, okay, uh, you want us to approve this thing? Well, let's talk. Let's talk about places for schools. Let's talk about infrastructure, fire protection, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, it's it's uh, the, the balance of power in the negotiation has shifted. It has. Yeah, it has, and so that's a good thing. Tell well, us that what power it, is only in the beginning, though. 
Jerry, like that 765 development south of me, uh, what are they doing about that? Has any land been allotted for school development in that in that project? Well, Jim, I don't know where south of you is. Out towards Ridley. South of Wood, in between Mount Pleasant and Columbia. Yep, Mr. You're, oh, okay. you're, you're opening another Down. you're opening another can of worms though because the city did that negotiation. Yeah, that's inside the, the city limits. The, okay. the city did it, not yeah. the county. My understanding is though is that that area would be zoned for Mount Pleasant. So, well, that's yeah, up probably to the, will. Yeah, so and that's the, a school board question. That's yeah. a school yeah. board question. Yeah. So you've got all these different moving parts, uh, and so that's part of the problem, perhaps. Uh, anyway, that's uh, the, the balance of power has changed. So we're we're willing to demand more of these developers. Remind me of what a, a TIF is, Jerry. Before we go, we're about to get out of here. But well, we it, it's it's called. Uh, tax incremental funding and what it is it's a very basic form what it is is that the county um and i'm sure somebody's going to correct me on this but uh, a, a county can suspend property tax collections on a piece of property and allow the developer to to de- develop the property improve the value of the property by commercial or residential or whatever it is improving the roads the sewer system and then that raises the value of the property which raises the the tax value the tax income and so after the property the development is completed the tax revenue starts to come in on the new property and it offsets the loss of uncollected taxes prior to that but also increases the um the tax revenue coming in after that in other words it's kind of a deferred payment but it's not a tax abatement as soon as it's done the taxes start rolling in from the property and taxes. that's just another quiver in the uh, it is but it's becoming very popular with counties across the state the preferred method rather than having yeah. a 10 or 20 year tax abatement yeah 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 chattanooga used it to get the stadium the lookout stadium down there develop a piece of land they gave them a tiff and basically defers taxes because the developer comes in puts a lot of money in apartments etc and the county knows down the road those will be more revenues for the county versus nothing right so you got nothing in one hand and down the road that developer puts in a lot of infrastructure and housing and stuff they got taxes down the road so that encourages development okay ron thank you and uh, we want to talk about your column come back later this week you got to tell us about your college i'll be around around. thanks hanging chads